All right, let's get right back into it with John Capobianco, David Wills, and Peter Sherman. You know, we were talking about uh, the refugees uh, crisis that I guess is overwhelming us here in the city of Toronto since they're streaming across the border into southwestern Quebec and with the Prime Minister meeting the Premier today at the legislature and telling him this is how the refugee system works. You know, uh, to many minds, uh, there have been some flaws in the current system of refugee claimants streaming in from America. It's called the Third Country uh, Agreement. And what's <laughs> happened here, the Third uh, Party Agreement, because America is considered to be a safe haven, and anybody there uh, would obviously seek refuge in that country and not have to come to Canada as a result. There's a perception that uh, Trump's America is not as welcoming, therefore they're coming into Canada. There was a, an op-ed piece in the National Post today, uh, the former Senator Hugh Siegel, who's uh, the principal at Massey College here and a longtime conservative, had uh, written this in conjunction with uh, somebody else from uh, an immigration background saying, you know, we got to scrap this uh, third country agreement and uh, just let uh, people come in here if they claim refugee status or they're seeking asylum. Let's not hold this hooper or hurdle up in front of them. David, I'm, I'm kind of curious. He says we need immigration to the extent of growing the population by 300% to 100 million by the end of the century because we don't have a domestic replenishment rate. And for our economy to grow so that we can actually uh, compete on a global level, because we're minuscule relative to the United States, for example, and European countries and so on, and this would be necessary. Uh, and to meet a lot of obligations, legacy costs and things like that, we need far more immigrants so let's open the doors and uh, let as many folks in as want to come here. Good idea or no? I, I I read the piece too, and I thought it was a really good idea. Uh, you know, I think that he makes a good point. We have the second largest land mass in the world and a population smaller than the state of California. And if we not just survive, but if we want to compete and be relevant, then we are going to need more people uh, in order for, to maintain the standard of living that we have now and that we want in the future for our children, our grandchildren, and so forth. But we do have to think about this. And I think it's not, I didn't read in there that they just let anybody in who comes in, but I do think we need to, the, the system needs to evolve and that the third party agreement is no longer relevant because we don't have a uh, partner that has, has got the same values that we do. We're no longer aligned with the United States on that. And that we have to take control of our own destiny on that. And we can, but it's going to mean having, you know, staffing up to make sure that we are doing proper screening, but we're doing it fast enough. All right, John, I mean, the safe third country agreement, they say, get rid of it. It's uh, too much of an impediment. We should welcome people with open arms. Look, when I said take anybody and everybody, I'm assuming if you want 100 million people here by the end of the century, that pretty much includes anybody and everything. Is that a good policy? Is that something we should strive for? I, I think it's I think it's a policy that sounds good in, in theory, but not in practice. I think at the end of the day, we have a very vibrant immigration system. We always have, and we continue to do. Uh, my parents immigrated from Italy in, in the <clears throat> '60s, and uh, you know, happy to have them, uh, you know, come come to Canada, uh, and they did it through the due process that was at the time uh, the process that they go through. And and the, the challenge, though, and David says that there's you know we've got the largest land mass, uh, and we do, but the the challenge is that when immigrants come here. They tend to gravitate towards the big cities, so mm -hmm. they don't they don't go to the Thunder Bays. They don't go as, in the numbers that we need them to go. In a sense of of areas where they might be able to take them, um, they congregate into Toronto, Montreal, and Vancouver, and in the, in the big city centers. Uh, my parents, when they came here, they uh, they looked and moved to Etobicoke, Toronto, and because that's where all of their friends and their families came before them. So they you know became a little Italy uh, at the time. 
Um, and it's because, but that's where they stayed, and that's where they've, they they stayed for the rest of their lives. So I think the challenge here, John, is is that if you remove this, um, I think we're going to have um, uh, a stream of, of immigration that we're not going to be able to have the policies in place to take care of them. And that's the challenge, is that when they come here, you know, do we have the system, do we have the infrastructure to, to house them, to make sure that they have the, the medical care that they need and they deserve? And I think that's where we have to do from a country and from a provincial perspective, make sure that those policies are in place before we can even think about doing something like this. Well, the argument here in this uh, piece I'm alluding to is that uh, there would be prosperity uh, that would be created by the new arrivals because the thinking is uh, the land of opportunity and uh, this would increase uh, all boats would rise with the tide, and we'd be uh, even more competitive globally and vis-a-vis the United States. So, therefore, that's something we should aspire to. Uh, agree or disagree, Sherman? Uh, I don't agree. Well, I agree that we that we could uh, set a goal of going to 100 million by the end of the uh, the century. I agree that we could open the borders wider. But the fact is, John, we have open borders now, and we we've pretty well always had them. But we have rules now. We set an immigration policy. Uh, I believe it was under Harper. We reviewed it and we set it that we're going to let in about 300,000 people per year. They're going to have uh, a particular uh, point system that qualified them. Uh, they had to have health certificates, a lot of things. And we've been doing that. And that was to replace the uh, sagging birth rate that we got in Canada. That's why we've been hanging around the 33 to 35 million mark. And uh, I think that the premise that that's a, a, a number that's too small uh, is correct on the one hand. On the other hand, when you talk about the landmass, you're not settling people in the Arctic or up on the tundra. So you've got about um, 100 kilometers now, uh, and you could take it up to 1,000 kilometers if you do go across War Thunder Bay is, and you have to do the development. We have lost our manufacturing sector. We've lost our ability to compete because of uh, the the, um, the policies that we have that instigate people to, to invest. And that's where you would employ people who would come in. So when you can see from just the little bit that I've said that there is a, a complicated mix of things that goes into how we're going to grow to 100 million people. Do you open the door and say there's, there's no more safe third-party agreement? No, you open the door and you say you still have to come in, be qualified, you have to have something to contribute, and we have to change a lot of policies that will accommodate your needs. All right, uh, let's come back in a moment. There are other things I wanted to turn to. Justin Trudeau again in the crosshairs on another matter. Uh, we'll see how the panel feels about that. John Capobianco, David Wills, Peter Sherman on The Oakley Show, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.